What is up, everybody? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and it is Saturday, December 30th, and we are here to chat AEW World's End. But I am not alone. In fact, I'm here. You guys know him, half of the California Connection from each and every single Wednesday's AEW Dynamite Post Show, Righteous Reg. What's up, Reg? Your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Denise, it's Saturday night. It's late. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what we're doing here. We're representing each other's places at the moment. <laughs> Shout out to the, to the California Connection. Shout out to everybody for being here tonight, joining us. I'm excited to talk about this show. First half of this show, I thought I was like, Denise, I don't know. I don't know about this, Denise. So, <laughs> Let me tell you. So we have seen a lot of really great AEW shows. Yeah. So many. And even this year alone, Wrestle Dream, Full Gear, All Out, just at the top of my head, were phenomenal pay-per-views that I really, really had a great time with. AEW World's End had some moments that I liked. There was a match in particular that I really enjoyed. And, of course, we have some massive news coming out of it. But it wasn't my favorite pay-per-view as a whole, specifically for AEW, having seen the kind of shows and the caliber at which they hit things uh, previously. Yeah, just comparing them to themselves, it's like, all right. I mean, a number of pay-per-views, I say from Forbidden Door on, all hitters, all big match shows. This one was a little bit slow to start it out. They can't all be hitters, Denise. They can't all be number ones. They got to get some shows to kind of knock them back down to reality. So the next one, they hit it again. But yeah, I thought the second half of the show was a lot better than the first. So it's not a total wash. No, it definitely isn't because, like you said, I think it's the second portion of the show. Like, once we got into, like, the Continental Classic stuff, the match with Adam Copeland and Christian Cage, and then everything that went down in the main event, I think that is really when the show really started picking up. And we're going to go ahead and dive right into the way that the show closed out because this has been an angle that for the last two or so months, we have been wondering – who is the devil? Who is the devil? And let's be real, guys. We I know a lot of people sent in all of these theories. So many theories. We were seeing theories of Britt Baker. We were seeing theories. I don't even know anymore. There was all these, all these crazy ones, Reg. Mm -hmm. And I felt kind of vanilla. I felt a little bit boring. But because I kept coming out and I was like, guys, it's Adam Cole. That's the story. That's where we're supposed to be at. And because that's the story. That and so thankfully, it was revealed Adam Cole is the devil because that makes sense to the story. But we were also afraid because they held off so long that they weren't ever going to actually show us who the devil was specifically here today at AEW World's End. And last week, Reg, no, this Wednesday, when we sat here previewing this show, I told you if I'm sitting here and I'm not talking about who the goddamn devil is, I'm out this freaking door. But I don't got to be because it's Adam Cole, baby. The devil, the devil has been revealed, Denise. Finally, we've been talking about it for months. We've been speculating. People have been like, that's Wardlow's butt. That's Mike Bennett's head. Like, it's been like all these crazy things, all these conspiracies surrounding it. Now we know who all the people are. Wardlow was there, the kingdom, Roddy Strong, but the head of the table, whoops, no pun intended, Adam Cole, the devil, it has been revealed. So, Denise, people have been saying that they didn't like it because it was expected, but that's 
whose fault is that? That's not really anybody's fault, right? It's like it shouldn't be anybody's fault that it was kind of expected because that was the story. That's the way the story was going to play out. I'm sorry, but like, I know, like I said, I know it sounded maybe just a little bit vanilla when I would say it was Adam Cole, but if it was anybody else, it would have felt two out of left field, honestly, because, and we can run this down, Reg, was MJF not the biggest freaking heel in AEW for like the longest time? Who broke him down? Who opened his, I guess, heart and made him into our lovable scumbag? Who was it? Adam Cole. It was Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Who was it that brought him and taught him about friendship to change him? Adam Cole. Okay. So with that being said, the story was there all along that the one person he trusted, the one person he opened up his heart to was the person that screwed him. Reg. I went to a wedding not too long ago in Las Vegas. The best man got up there on the stage. He told the husband and wife, look into each other's eyes. And they did it. They looked into each other's eyes all romantically. And then you know what he said? He said, this is the person that's most likely to kill you. Whoa, hold on a minute. What kind of wedding were you at, Denise? That sounds insane. Like, why did it take such a tragic, crazy turn? Like, was that guy drinking? Like, what the hell was going on? But it's true. It's true, Reg. You never get murdered by a... I mean, yeah, occasionally you get murdered by a stranger. But for the most part, the most part, chances are you get murdered, something happens, it's from somebody you know. Mm -hmm. And somebody MJF knows, somebody MJF trusted was Adam Cole. And he murdered him right here on camera. How do you feel about the the actual way they did the reveal, Denise? They kind of blacked out the lights. We thought they were going to hit Adam Cole with the with the chair. They turn on the lights. Adam Cole sitting there and the boys are back in town surrounding him. Do you think that was a good way to reveal him? So I'll be real with you. I've said this before on previous podcasts, but I kind of have like PTSD from when they turn on the lights yeah. because they do it I a feel- lot. They exactly they do it too much to the point that when they do turn the lights down, I go, oh, instead of, oh, something's going to happen because the lights turned out instead, because they've overplayed it and they've done it so much, I get the feeling. So I didn't look. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this. I would have preferred for. So the moment where the mask men. So. MJF loses his title to Samoa Joe. We'll get to that in a second. But he loses his title. And Adam Cole was out there from the very beginning of this match, out there supporting his friend, out there supporting his buddy. And so when the moment comes, the masked men attack both MJF and Adam Cole. Slightly attack, by the way, I should may add to Adam Cole. Slightly attack. And so they grab them. They hold them down. And both of these guys are begging for them not to be hit with the chair. They're begging for the, uh, they're begging for themselves to be hit so that the other person doesn't because they're best friends. They're buddies. This is a bromance. And I would have liked that moment when he had the chair if he would have done the thing where like um, he just decided to make it seem like he was going to hit Adam Cole, really, mm-hmm. really figured salad, but instead hit MJF. And that moment when MJF hits, I would have liked it if all of a sudden that's when Adam Cole pulled out the mask the way that he did and been like, you know what, buddy, suck it. But mm-hmm. I get why they did the lights down thing, because then they would have had to like, I don't know. I get why they did it. I would have done it minus the lights out. I think they could. I thought they were going to have the guy uh, hand the chair to Adam Cole. Then Adam Cole does the slow get up and then hits 
MJF at the chair. That's the way you could have did the lights out thing. They had already did the lights out thing like three times in the show. So it was like, it's not going to hit as hard. I do like the visual of them coming back with the lights on and Adam Cole sitting there kind of with the sinister look. Um, the What MJF was doing. See, there was parts of it. I was like, ah, what MJF was doing. I was like, this acting's a little bit overboard. I know what you're going for, but it's a little, uh, it's a little bit too on the line for me. Um, but I thought, you know, it was executed as well as it could be given the circumstances. Yeah, it was maybe a simple reveal, but it was effective. Yeah. So there's a lot that we got to break down here, first and mm -hmm. foremost. So we were talking about Adam Cole, you know, obviously being the devil and on some people not being like pleased about that. Maybe we're expecting uh, an entirely different person. I don't know. But were you satisfied when Adam Cole was revealed as the devil? I don't know if I'll use the word satisfied as the as the the way to describe it. It's just kind of like, okay, like I, I know I knew we were gonna get to this moment. It's just like I don't know. I at points I was like wanted it to be done. It hasn't even been that long, and I'm like, it's overstayed its welcome. So I'm happy that it happened, but it was just like, all right, we got to this point. Um the way did you think that the the devil reveal was gonna have a uh, play and how the match ended because the match like it didn't have anything to do with the match i did originally think that i thought that mm -hmm. the devil was going to be the one to cost mjf his title so let's talk about that because yeah. throughout this match it I'm, I'm gonna be real there was only one show that i really almost one show excuse me <laughs> one match that i really enjoyed in the show it's adam copeland and christian cage that was the mm -hmm. match that i most enjoyed but I do think, and I also enjoyed the opener, but I do think that when it came to the in-ring wrestling that we normally get with AEW, Dynam AEW period, this show did not have any of those matches that we're normally sitting here going, bragging about going, oh my God, that was such an incredible match. I liked like 5, 10, 15 matches, whatever. It wasn't that kind of a show to me. And I think that's where it was sort of a miss. And there was a lot of, like I said, the latter portion of the pay-per-view was great, but but it still wasn't that good. So I wasn't a big fan of the body, the in-ring work that we were seeing in, in most of these matches, including the main event. Uh, how did you feel about how the main event played out in terms of the in-ring stuff and the story that they told in-ring with the with uh, targeting the labrum and the official uh, way that they closed it off with uh, MJF being choked out? I thought that the match was going to go a lot different. I thought it was going to be a short one. You know, we've been hearing about MJF's injuries. We've been hearing about stuff coming into this match. So I was like, Samoa Joe's probably just going to, you know, run through him really quick and pin him and it's going to be over. But no, Max was really working. They were doing spots. He did the muscle buster on the apron. Like they weren't holding back. MJF did the holding Samoa jo oh, Joe up for the DVD or the F5 and all this <laughs> stuff. So it's like, they were really working. It wasn't the match that I expected, but I think with the way that it, it's ending for Max, he needs one more to get out of here. That would have been a really weird way to end his reign if like, he just got squashed by Samoa Joe. So I think it probably was the way to go for him to work the match like you would think he was going to do it, but Samoa Joe just ends up choking him out at the end. I thought it made Samoa Joe look super strong. Um, and that's kind of why I like that the devil didn't play a part in it and it was like, no, Samoa Joe did this by himself. Like he kicked Max's ass, choked him out, took his belt and got out of here. I thought that part of it was pretty good. But yeah, I think as a whole, the funny thing about this, Denise, is we are 
comparing them to themselves. The reason why you're like, this show wasn't that good because we just saw a mate, like the continental, we just saw Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson wrestle a few days ago. And we're like, damn, there wasn't nothing like that on the show. And we're comparing it to themselves. So it's like, you can't be that angry that we're like trying to just compare you to the standards that you've gave to us. You know, bro, we just sat here not to like last week doing our top 10 AEW matches. I gave 10, you gave 10. That was 20 matches right there that we got in 2023 that were phenomenal. Realistically, would you have added any of the matches of that you saw here tonight on the sh on your list? No, because remember somebody was like, they should have waited to World's End. It's like, no, nah, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about 2023 and 2024, bro. That ain't going to happen. But all right, I just want to take a second here and, and brag a little bit because when I remember back in around like, uh, I think it was like the end of November was uh, around the time that Samoa Joe had vacated his Ring of Honor TV championship. And I put out this tweet telling people like, hey, man, I don't think that Samoa Joe vacated this championship when he's held it over 500 and something days to pursue the AEW World Championship and not win. And I put like, oh, yay or nay, like, what are people's stories? And so many people were like, nay, nay, no, no, you're crazy. No, no. Oh, I feel like I got my revenge on those people. I, I, I really, really do because I felt very, very positive at this because I'm looking at this and I'm like, had Samoa Joe not finished the story and won the AEW World Championship, Reg, you would have looked like a goof. Like, bro, why did you give up your Ring of Honor TV Championship to now all of a sudden be titleless? So I feel like that was the very key moment where I realized that there was going to be a title change mm. and then unfortunately it was sort of also spoiled when MJF put out the tweet about the torn labrum that was the other thing that kind of gave it away so at that point I think a lot more people had it in their minds that we were going to get a title change plus I don't think people necessarily expected it too much because MJF is MJF. He's a very popular dude, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have, uh, you know, he was in his hometown. That's another thing. And then, of course, you have the whole um, bidding war of 2024 where he's out there playing it up like he's not uh, staying with AEW and like there's a possibility he might go to WWE and all of that stuff, right? So I just feel like all of the, the stars were aligning in that we were going to get a new champion with Samoa Joe. So with that being said, Reg, Samoa Joe, your new AEW World Champion. Thoughts? Very exciting stuff here for me, Denise. Being a Samoa Joe fan for a long time, that if Samoa Joe would have gave up the Ring of Honor Championship and lost the TV ch Championship and lost here, it would have hurt Samoa Joe. It would have hurt Ring of Honor. It would have hurt everybody. So this was the right move to make. I think they've been setting us up for this too, Denise, which I think is a really cool thing. They've been telling us on AEW television all year that Samoa Joe's a badass and he's probably going to kill MJF at some point. He's been saying it like, Max, I'm coming for you for like the longest time. He's like, yo, Max, I'm going to take your title. It might take some time, might be a slow process, but one day I'm going to be holding that and look what happened here. I uh, talked about it on Grapsity for a little while, Denise. They tried to count Samoa Joe out. They said he was washed. He had the stint in WWE and people were like, I don't know, man. Like maybe his days are over. Like the end of his TNA run, people were like, get this guy out of here. It was, it's crazy. I remember. 
then he can't, you know, he did some great things, I thought, in NXT and uh, sometime in WWE. Then he came over to AEW, and people were kind of saying the same thing, like, I don't know, maybe Samoa Joe's a wash. Maybe he's not the guy we used to know. Maybe he can't do it anymore. Why aren't he? Why doesn't he have long matches, blah, 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 all this stuff? And he just slowly, slowly, slowly built back up into the Samoa Joe that we used to know, prime Samoa Joe. And I think right now, him being the AEW world champion, perfect timing. I'm so happy for him because... He is one of the best of all time. And this just makes so much sense in being the champ. There are such few guys, Reg, in this uh, in this world of professional wrestling. There's a lot of them, right? But I would say there's a few guys where legitimately I would not mess with them. There are yeah. certain people that have certain auras about like if you go up to them on the street or you freaking blink at them the wrong way, chances are you're going to get your ass kicked. There's a few people like that. Gunther. Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe is definitely one of them. He's got this aura of you mess with me, I will straight up freaking kill you. I, I love that. You don't have to uh, suspend your disbelief. You don't have to try to buy. You don't have to try to see like he's he ain't playing wrestler. He no. is a freaking wrestler. And so I'm excited about this because if you remember not too long ago, there was a promo that MJF did on Dynamite where he had mentioned that uh, mentioned that WWE never made him champion, never saw him for what he was and the reputation that he had built for himself in places like Ring of Honor and so many other places, uh, TNA, of course. So when he mentioned that, I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh my God, is this a sign? Is AEW going to try to right this wrong of the champion that we never got to see for Samoa Joe? Yeah, I thought I knew kind of initially that that was the vibe. I remember when Samoa Joe came in Ring of Honor and we were in the scrum, the way that he was with Tony and I could see in Tony's eyes that he was like, I'm going to do right by Samoa Joe. I know who Samoa Joe is. I was at those Ring of Honor shows. I know the greatest Samoa Joe runs of all time. And we're going to bring that feeling back. And the feeling has been brought back, Denise. It's undeniable at this point. He's the world champion, and it's believable. People want it. It was a shocking uh, win right here for him. I think it's really good timing for him. And knowing the potential opponents that he has going forward, it's just an exciting time. So, and also shout out to Samoa Joe for having my favorite match ever against uh, Kabashi uh, in freaking um, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Literally one of my favorite matches of all time. I've seen that freaking match like a zillion freaking times, a chop mm -hmm. fest. Uh, I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but once I do, I'll make sure to tweet it out and make sure that you guys uh, watch that match because it's phenomenal. But yeah. anyways, so challengers, Samoa Joe, we're going to get there. There's so much to get into, but we got a ton of freaking super chats. So let's get to it. First and foremost, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for gifting 10 DWO memberships. I appreciate this. Oh, here we go, Reg. It is time. It is time. Hold on to your hats, ladies and gents. Crazy one on one says one <laughs> swerve versus. I can't even read it. That it, like the words won't come out of my mouth. Swerve versus Keith is cursed. Two, Reg, shut up. Don't start because it will happen one day. Three, the show felt like a special dynamite vibe was bad. All right, guys, let Reg have his moment. <laughs> Listen, Denise, you came on this podcast. Wednesday nights, and you shamed me in front of all of our supporters. You brought up a little video. 
you put the video up and you were like, look what happened. Look what Reg did. He's a big old liar. And everybody laughed in the chat. Everybody was like, ha, ha, ha. We got your ass. But just like Vin Diesel said, you never had me. You never had your car. It's me. I told you. I told you. Forget about it. This match is never, ever, ever happening. And you guys were like, no, 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 no. It's happening. Look, they announced it. I said, all right. The universe is not going to let this match happen. I don't know what it is about this match, Denise, but the universe doesn't want it. And if the universe doesn't want, don't try to force onto the universe. She don't like that shit. Reg apologize, Denise. No, no, I'm not going to apologize, Reg. Why not? Because no, I have too much pride to apologize. Right, but you shamed me on this show in front of everyone. In fact, I actually have some questions for you. <laughs> what really happened to Keith Lee? Huh? Huh? He was out there saying he was injured. Who did it? Who did it? We don't know. It could have been Reg. <laughs> Reg did it. I'm not under investigation here, Denise. I have nothing to do with this. That was the universe. <laughs> I'm here in Oakland, California, and the show was in New York City somewhere. It was not me. And Crazy 101, this is all your fault because you gloated too. You pulled up the videos. You pulled up the evidence. Denise laid it out for you. It was like a damn court procedure. But you know what? I got the last laugh in the end. <laughs> no. Okay. So let me ask you. Reg, will this match ever happen? Will this match happen? Swear no. Strickland versus Keith Lee. Zero percent. Throw it out the window. It's gone. Ever? It's over. Forget about it. Okay, first of all, all I got to say is I think this match is cursed. Exactly. It really, truly is cursed. I, I don't know how. I don't know why, but it's cursed. And we did end up getting Swerve Strickland in action, and he went up against Dustin Rhodes. How would you feel about the match? They could have. I... <laughs> I Raj, just be honest. I understand why it happened. Like, okay, Keith isn't here. We need a replacement. Dustin's always here. Let's just have him in the match. But, like, there had to be somebody else back there, Denise, that we could have got a little bang, bang, bang with Swerve to save the beginning of this show. I understand you built some – I actually kind of don't understand because they were trying to build Swerve as some heel, and the crowd didn't care that he was being a heel. They wanted to cheer him the whole time. So it's like – did this accomplish what they wanted it to accomplish? Is he a heel, Denise? He's technically a heel, but he's in the process of transitioning into a baby face. Huh. Huh. But he's still doing heel things. I mean, the man got freaking Dustin Rhodes with a cinder block on the ankle. That's a heel thing, if you ask me. But the crowd didn't care. They were like, yeah, do it again. Break his other ankle. I'm like, yo, I don't. <laughs> I think, Dustin, you're supposed to. But, yeah, the match was fine. I thought there was some fun stuff. These matches, this was kind of like the for the full gear match. It's like you do the injury angle before, but then he has to use his leg. It's not going to – you can't have a match where he doesn't use his leg. So then he's using his leg. It's like, well, why do the leg thing if he's going to use his leg? Right. But here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like the problem with AEW's World's End today was that – it was a lot of, uh, it was a slow start. Honestly, we had a lot of moments where I was just, you know, we were just sitting there going, all right, cool, nice, thumbs up, not show. bad. This is a show, <laughs> not even long, I'm watching. But 
it wasn't the kind of show where I was sitting here going, oh my God, this is the greatest match ever. But I will say this though, there were some things that I did like about this match. And one, I want to put over Dustin Rhodes' selling because that's something, I mean, he's a great storyteller. I love yeah. the story that they were telling here. Uh, and there at one point, like we're seeing Dustin Rhodes, like freaking spit on Swerve Strickland, the disrespect that was so freaking awesome. There was uh, the storytelling from, excuse me, the selling specifically from Dustin Rhodes when the cinder situation happened with the cinder block. I loved that his selling of it wasn't cheesy and unrealistic. I right. loved that it was believable and not over the top. My ankle! Because mm. oh, oh, oh. that is one thing that I personally hate in wrestling is when people overdo it and I'm like, bro, come on, chill a little bit. They're so, like screaming, ah! It's like, alright, relax. Show a little dignity. Like, let's yeah. say you're under that amount of pain. You don't gotta be like that. Like, let's be real. Honestly. Show a little bit of dignity is really funny. Your legs all broken. Ah, Denise is like, show some decorum, dude. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> show some decorum, bro. I will promise you, if I fall in front of people, I freaking fall and hurt myself. I will get up and be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you so much. Inside my head, I'll be like, mother, son of a freaking bitch. But I would not show that to Denise the is the undertaker when she gets hurt I guess she no sells it she just stops right up I'm good you guys Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean let's be, be a little be you know what I mean yeah I have got some self-respect just for anyways. sure but that's what I'm saying. He did a really great job of that. I, again, I love the attitude between both of these guys where there was that disrespect there. So, you know what? They did what they could do. Shit happens. Card subject to change. We know that in pro wrestling. Right. Infamous Raiders Loco says a decent show, but felt for the Reg trolling goes on. <laughs> Part it's going to be forever. Ruined. It's not over. I know something else will happen. Infamous Raider Loco says the ending was whack. I'm disappointed. Oh, man. I'm sorry, infamous Raider Loco. Tim Weiner Jr. says, um, that was a good ending to the show. So glad it wasn't Jack Perry as a devil. Thanks again, Denise, for the ability to watch it. Oh, you're welcome. Tim Weiner Jr. Uh, was one of the winners for my giveaway for uh, AW World's End to watch the pay-per-view for free. So congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, good deal, man. Pay-per-views are expensive. Yeah, for reals. Honestly, <laughs> for reals. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> I should definitely know. But um, I'm seeing a little bit of mixed reactions in terms to the actual ending. Um, Crazy 101 says the last three matches saved the pay-per-view, a six out of seven uh, in regards to uh, on a scale of 10. So I get it, man. Um, all right. We got MBF here who says, Denise, awesome show. Could see the changes to sports presentation. How do you feel about AEW saving best three matches for last? Felt like a boxing card. Look, for me, God, full gear is a perfect example, dude. Like we were there. There's times where I want to get up, go to concessions, get a little snack. And dude, I don't think I did any of that at full gear. I might have stood right. up really quick, ran and went back. And I didn't feel at any point, Reg, at any point, did I feel myself start to look around? Yeah. No, I had to like think of like, when is a time that I can go to the bathroom? Because there's so much action when there was that full gear. So I guess, again, it feels like, damn, we're comparing it to the craziness that they gave us. But I mean, I don't know if it was a conscious effort, if they knew like, oh, these last three matches are really going to bang. We should put them at the end or it just like happenstance that those are the ones that are the ones. Sometimes it just happens like that. I did notice the crowd was a sports entertainment crowd, Denise. And that did play a role because 
they were not in the greatest spirits, it felt like. But then soon as Adam Copeland and Christian came out, they were like, all right, let's go. I mean, they started, you still got a chance. I'm like, oh, I know what time it is over here. No, I see. It was funny because there were some moments where I was personally not interested in what I was seeing and the crowd was reacting. And I thought, huh, you know what? They're a good crowd. Good for them. <laughs> They're out there reacting. Like what? There was a bunch of stuff. Like I can't remember, but like I was, I was watching the show and I was like, you know, bland little face just watching <laughs> and, you and know people were chanting and doing things and reacting and I was like you know what this is a good crowd for the most part but then I think there was a specific match where I kind of feel like the crowd was lost a little bit yeah. and that was the uh Julia Hart Abaddon match yeah. that was probably for me when I really really noticed this huge dip in the interest for the audience and that's when, and I noticed it because that was the second I started to kind of lose a little bit of interest there. And I'm like, damn, they didn't really do like, they didn't really keep us interested in this actual matchup. Like even when, like, for example, we were watching Tony Storm and Riho, people were into that match. Like people got into it. So I feel it was more so of like, what you get is how we're going to react. For example, double or double or uh, Double or nothing, Las mm -hmm. Vegas. Remember, we were sitting here going like, oh, that crowd was shit. But then when it was great, we were all like, oh, this crowd really picked up. We should know. We were in that crowd. So I yeah. think it was shit. <laughs> That's the funny thing about today, though, is because Kate is that that was at the show and people were like, this crowd kind of sucks. This crowd kind of sucks. But she was tweeting out, I'm at the show and it's like actually super loud in here. So sometimes that's the there's that disconnect and i used the double or nothing for example because people are like that's the worst crowd of all time and i was like for some parts we were really into it but i mean i guess it's all about how it comes across on tv yeah i think nowadays you got to be like extra you just can't be loud you got to be right. loud loud or else it ain't gonna come through especially when so many of these other cities for pay-per-views and and all of these different shows have really leveled it up so yeah right um, we got a super chat here from um from Doppelganger399 who says, so glad it wasn't Dolph Ziggler or Jungle Boy loved the ending. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying that about Dolph Ziggler, and I was like, that would have been so funny. What would have been the explanation had it been Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler's in AEW now? That's enough explanation. See, but here's the thing, though, Reg. If it wouldn't have been Adam Cole, if it would have been this, like, out of the box person, somebody out of left field. Yeah, maybe people would have reacted because people always react. But then you know it would have happened. People, it would have been trash. The story would have been trash because it's like, why? Make it yeah. make sense. So if you think the Adam Cole reveal was boring, at least it makes sense. If we would have gotten Dolph Ziggler, would it have made sense? No, because no. people would have started breaking it down, going through the timeline. Like, these are all the reasons why it shouldn't be this person. So why is it this person? I think they made the right move. This is the only way to really kind of in that story that they were telling like you said if it was anything else they would be burying it so you got to take this all righty we got sheldon jackson here who says congrats to samoa joe the first man to be ring of honor tna nxt and AEW world champion also so glad eddie kingston won the continental classic sheldon out here coming with some good freaking facts we're out yeah. here putting over samoa joe and his accolades throughout his career that's a huge one man that's awesome. Yeah, Samoa Joe is that guy. He deserves to be all those things. This is kind of like a way to cap it off. I don't know, like, how much longer the big dog has, but, like, this is definitely, like, I did it, man, and I'm excited for him. Grapple Geekery says, can't believe Reg injured Keith Lee like that. <laughs> you guys leave me out of this. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Keith Lee, sleep with one eye open. Reg is coming for you. We know it. 
<laughs> Keithley gonna sleep like this tonight. <laughs> Not the Forest Whitaker. Look, leave me alone. Delayed Grad says, don't know how Reg did it, but we didn't get that Swerve Keefley match. This show had something for everybody, grabs plus lots of sports entertainment. Ah, oh, but that's not the thing that makes AEW pay-per-view special. That's what I'm saying, Denise. You know what? Am I, am, do I want to keep it real tonight or do I just want to keep it on the line? Can you tell the line a little bit? Bro, keep it real, man. <sighs> that TNT title match. Wait, wait, which one are we talking about? The TNT wait, title wait. match. Oh, the TNT title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't care for it. We're talking about the same TNT title match, right? Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. <laughs> We're talking about the same one. <laughs> Do you think that this match... Because, I, look, I thought it was fine. I thought it was entertaining. There were some good moments. Uh, the, the fire spot didn't go the way that it probably should have. Poor Nick Wayne uh, only got the booty. Uh, they didn't actually, you know, wasn't necessarily perfect. <laughs> only got the booty. <laughs> only got the booty. Sorry, man. But I think that this match, I see it as good because it was the best thing on this show. So yep. I don't know. If this match would have been on a different show, would have felt the same way? I don't know, but to me, this match was entertaining. It was the most entertaining thing. It got started hot, Reg, and it got me to pay extra attention. I don't want that shit on our AEW shows. I'm sorry. I don't want this WrestleMania fucking bullshit. I don't want it. That's it. That's all. Why? It was a W. It was a sports entertainment match. There's kendo sticks and shit. What is this, dude? Leave me alone. Brian Danielson's here. I don't want to see this shit. Brian Danielson is back there. Put that fucking kendo stick away, Christian. But there's but there's times where that stuff can work there though, is, on the and show. It does, but not that way. Like the fucking Texas death match, give me that. This WWE sports entertainment bullshit, keep it. All right. It's so like this if there's deathmatch, there's deathmatch wrestling, which I love, and then there's this, which I hate. Right. So that's it. Look, I don't blame you for that. I really, really do not because I'm not going to sit here and say it was my you know, favorite match ever. It was the best one with the most entertainment and the most uh, interest yeah. for me personally for this whole show. Yeah, no, I understand. Like, I know why people liked it. Just not for me. That's it. All righty. Oh, I can't wait to see what people are going to say about that. We got MVF, most valuable fighter, who says Swerve and AEW making lemonade out of lemons tonight. Church of Tupac says no Swerve versus Lee. Hashtag Reg was right. This is going to go to your head. This is going to go to your head. It's already up there. My head is inflated. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. I got what I wanted. Thank you so much to Danielle Cooper uh, for that super chat, BTW. I appreciate that a whole lot. Uh, we got Tracy WV88, who says, first pay-per-view disappointed. Uh, it was Adam uh, uh, Max was crushed. Uh, hold on. Where, where are we getting out with that part? First Sorry. pay-per-view. Pause. Disappointed. It was Adam. Pause. Oh, okay. Next. See, I didn't pause. <laughs> I didn't pause. I was like, wait a minute. I read this like a run-on. <laughs> <laughs> you read it like it was like a, a web address or something www dot <laughs> oh man 
<laughs> All right, we got Bear Hudson here who says, Denise, you always do great work, and I'm so proud to see how far you came, but the Chris Jericho problem took me out of the pay-per-view. He should have been pulled. So this was a topic that uh, was oh, trending forgot, since, Denise. like, Oh, you forgot how, Reg? This was trending all day. Oh, yeah, no, I, tr I tried to wipe it out of my brain. Just reminded right. me, I was like, oh, man, it's been a long day. <laughs> no, it really has been a long day. I've been up since like five in the freaking morning. And uh, really, so this has been something that came out five in the morning. I woke up, I was eating my breakfast uh, right before Busted Open. And I saw that there was uh, some stuff trending. And I'm like, all right, like, this is a little bit odd to be trending at this hour. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click. And uh, I saw some of the stuff that was, you know, being put on there and whatnot. And I think from the moment that I saw that, I was like, okay, well, you know, in situations like this, you kind of have to, you know, wait and see what, what else is going to come out, what else is going to happen and kind of see what goes on from there. And throughout the entire day, um, I was wondering whether or not Chris Jericho was going to be on the show. And I, I truly did not know what was going to happen or what they were going to do or anything like that. And when Jericho came out um, for this match, I kept thinking, like, is the audience going to be exactly as is? Are they going to mm -hmm. boo? Is there going to be a mixture? Like, wh what to expect? In terms of I didn't see anybody, like, booing, really, did you? I didn't see anybody really booing or reacting that way. The only thing I saw was um, really was the signs of the uh, – the signs the, right in the center of uh, like literally right behind Chris Jericho, right center. Chance? You didn't hear the chants? No, I didn't hear the chants. What were the chants? Like an NDA chant. Shit, dude. I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, they were, they got into them. Yeah. What? Yeah. Have, great. Now I got to check my ears too. I just yeah, checked no, my Denise, eyes. I got to check my ears. No, Denise, they got into the Wait, dude, man. Like yeah. what, what portion of this part? When he was in there, like when he was at Sting, when he was with Sting, double to like, no, people didn't like God, it. It's my all. goddamn earphones. This always yeah. fucking happens to me. I'm like, I, I think swear Denise to God. It. No, they didn't like it. <laughs> all right. So, all right, we got the NDA chance. What did you think of that then? Because I was clearly not not listening. <laughs> I uh, I earlier when Phil and I were talking about it on City, I was like, New York crowds are tricky because they're classic wrestling fans, and some of them are hardcore. So like, there's some crowds you can go to, like they're not gonna know what's going on on the social media, especially if it just happened earlier today. They don't care. They've been getting prepared for this show. But then there's some fans. And New York could have this where they know everything. And I think this is where they landed. Like they had a kind of a hardcore crowd that be online and they let them know. They let them have it. They had the signs. They had the chance. Like I was like, so I wasn't surprised because I know if certain places, like if they were in Philly, they would have got the same type of thing. If they're any kind of hardcore wrestling towns like that, you're going to get that kind of thing. As far as all of it, though, Denise, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, what they do from here. I don't know where they go. It's simple. That, it's very simple. You start an investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was important, I think, for it all, though. The crowd showing that they there's disdain puts pressure on them to really get into this. Because sometimes, you know, we hear these rumors and innuendos, allegations, and then they just like, brush it off and it doesn't matter and they think we forgot about it but if the crowd's vocal about it they're not going to have a choice so i think this was kind of like needed as crazy as it sounds reg you're a basketball fan mm -hmm. okay I, i'm not really a hardcore fan but i saw that there was a story about a player and this 15 year old girl but her parents didn't want to testify or something along those mm -hmm. lines right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like look when it comes to stuff like this uh, all of these things 
the way I see it is, okay, we get it, right? It's the internet. People can make things up, right? We get it, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't follow up on that. I know it could just be like something on the internet, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? You have to follow up on that. That's where, that's my whole thing. It's like, you're better off doing your part, doing your investigation, doing your research, reaching out to the victims, reaching out to, to whoever in the, is involved in the party, reaching out, getting some answers. And during that time, not having him on screen, because then it's sort of like the last thing you want to do is one, look complicit. Mm -hmm. And two, you don't want to make any of the victims or victim in any situation feel like they are alone. It takes you know, it doesn't take, you can do your investigation, do your due diligence. And if mm-hmm. all comes out crystal clear, if all is fine, then okay, you know what? We did our part and we're going to move forward. But mm-hmm. the point is you've got to investigate point blank, even if it's a, a whatever it is, right? And if I don't know. serious allegations like this, you got to get into it. Yes. No, this ain't nothing to brush off the to the to the road or whatever. Do you think that since it kind of happened today, that's why they didn't remove him from the match? Just because it's so fresh. Like if this, if they said this allegation yesterday, do you think they would have probably taken him off today? Do you think since it happened earlier today that people are, that they were like, our hands are kind of tied? I get it from a creative standpoint, from a wrestling standpoint of having Mm. to go through those things where you have to change things, right? Right. But at the end of the day, you have this issue that is this big dark cloud. Mm -hmm. You need to address it first, I think. And so I was kind of hoping that they didn't have Jericho in this match until whatever it is happens that needs to happen. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. I just think like we've seen all of these companies like the NBA, the NFL do their due diligence and do their research, not research, excuse me, investigation before. And during those times, you see that sometimes the players are like suspended until further, further notice, further investigation and stuff like that. So I personally think that that is that should have been the route that was taken in regards to this because of course in the court of public opinion on twitter you can say so and so lost already or whatever right but until you go and you do the investigation you look at whatever it is you need to look at and you get real concrete facts and real concrete stuff then you move forward and go with the actions of whatever it is that you gathered during this time. So it is one of these things where like, I do feel bad for AEW to like, because it sucks, right? Nobody wants to have to deal with that, but it's like, fuck, like shit happens like this and you have to handle it because you need to let everybody know that they are safe in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you want to know that if, Hey, I ever have an issue or something, you want to know that if in any walk of life, if you reach out to your boss and let them know, Hey, that's why we all got human resources department, all these things where you can talk and share and tell people you want to know that at least something is going to be done so that they can say, Hey, we have your back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's such an unfortunate situation kind of all around, but yeah, I think like the only kind of route to take is like, putting Jericho on leave and just kind of investigating it at worst. You find out there was nothing, you know what I mean? Like if you like at the, the most that you did was find out there was nothing like at worst is like you find, at out least you found out, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, at exactly. least you found out and the right. company can address it in a proper mm-hmm. way, but you just can't like sit by and just like, it's oh, such well, a bad press. If you're a woman's wrestler back there, Denise, and you hear this and you see that you're probably like, yo, this is crazy. This is I'd be crazy like, sh- and that's very scary. Like it's yeah. very scary. Like you never want to be going up against, against uh you know the man or the corporation or something like that you don't want to have to go through that type of situation right because it's like then what the hell do you do 
If you if you don't feel like anyone's on your side, what do you do? Like if the top guy, one of the top guys is something to you and you're afraid to even go and talk to people about it, that's not a good space to exist in. So I hope all the victims involved, anybody involved, any of this are uh, in a good enough space. I know it's really hard. People were being crazy today all on social media. So I hope everybody kind of involved, any victims involved, anybody involved is in, in a good headspace coming out of this because it's hard, Denise. Like right. even me talking about it, I'm like, I don't even like, uh, ew, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I like, no, I just want to be as hands off as I can because it's so touchy. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. It sucks that we have to come out here and, you know, talk about stuff like this, but it's the world and shit like this is going on everywhere as we've seen. With so many different stories that have come out through different times in all businesses. God, we we've know we've we went through all of this. And it's just like that stuff is unfortunately never going to go away because there's just people out there like that. And I don't know. It's fucking horrible. But it sucks. Um, I don't know if AEW has addressed it yet in their media scrum. So we'll, I don't know what is going to be said or anything like that. Of all media scrums to not be there, right, Reg? Right? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yo, this media scrum is going to be crazy today. But yeah, I don't know if any, are the people going to have the capacity to really get to the meat of that subject? Because if you just come out, Tony Khan, allegations, he's not going to receive that well you know i think usually when there's stuff that needs to be asked in terms of like uh, there's been times where there's been like reports that come out during the show oh for example all in when mm. it came out the story about uh cm punk and jungle boy and that whole thing right away tony khan came in and he had like a prepared statement for that from what i remember and then it was like okay he said what he needed to say moving forward mm. I don't know. <laughs> MVF Most Valuable Fighter says, I think Adam versus Cage may be an example of a perfect match. So many callbacks brilliantly worked and best of all, left us wanting more. I love wrestling. So MVF definitely did not share your opinions on that one, Reg. Vasco says, love that ending. My friends got legit sad. Like that was the whole thing. Like that was the reason why it went with the story was that Adam Cole was the friend of freaking MJF. Like, that was the point. That was the point. Um, let's see what we got here. Tony Campbell says, the women's matches were great. Congrats, Eddie Kingston. The finish was lame. Where's Mercedes Monet? Tony Khan, come on. Well, we did have some big, uh, I guess, uh, revelations come out. FIFO reported yesterday that, you know, the talks between WWE and Mercedes Monet have come to uh, come to an end as of right now. Uh, what was your reaction to that, Reg? What does that mean, Denise? I still don't know what that means. Talks have come to an end. Does that mean that she signed a contract with y'all? That's why the contract talks are over? I just don't know. But, you know, I've <laughs> talked about it with you before. I'm more excited about what she can do out of WWE just because there's so many more dream matches and things that she could do. But if she went back to WWE, I would not be surprised one bit. Like, she wants a big bag, and they got big bags over there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what I want to say about this that I haven't said already, because mm -hmm. this has been a topic where everybody's been wondering, where the hell is Mercedes going to end up? And there's a couple of people like based on theories that I've seen on social media, where there's a lot of people that think that this is a CM Punk situation all over again, where, you know, there was all these reports that CM Punk was going to be there. Oh, and yeah. there was like all of this stuff. Right. And then <laughs> CM Punk did indeed show up to WWE. All right. I forgot about that. That's fun. So there are some people <laughs> mentioning that. There are also people bringing up TNA because of um, the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. There's supposed to be a signing there. And I don't know. But 
Then there's also, of course, Denise, the, I said she talking. wanted a big bag. That's Impact what I said. I was gonna get to it. Bags. Reg, I was gonna get to that part. She didn't put freaking money in her freaking <laughs> name for nothing. When we think of big bags, <laughs> we're clearly gonna include AW in that conversation because they NA are has money, monopoly money. It's different, loaded. It's very different money. They have Disney dollars, I think, over there. Huh? Oh, <laughs> You're th- you're killing me here, Reg. You're killing me. Um, I have felt for several months now that she would be a great addition to the AEW women's roster. Now, yeah. I know why a lot of people don't want her in the AEW women's roster because of the treatment or rather not real true use of the AEW women's roster. I have argued this a million times on several podcasts that we've done that I do think Mercedes would be the exception. She mm-hmm. wouldn't be the rule. She would be the exception. Look what's kind of happened recently, uh, Denise. The The women's division hasn't been the worst. Look, we got three women's matches to vest uh, today. Phil and I have talked about, if we're talking about bad divisions in AEW, like the, t- the tag team and the trios divisions are the ones we really need to be talking about. The women's are, women division is kind of on its way up. They had that great video package today of Serena Deeb talking about coming back. I think that the things that they're going to have coming into 2024 are going to expand even harder. And having Mercedes at the top of that is a million-dollar idea. So I think if that's the possibility, there's so many matches in AEW that are going to hit super hard. And she will, like you said, Denise, be the exception. They have to. They're not going to have a choice. They're going to be – if they're going to pay her what she's worth, you're not going to pay somebody that and just let them sit back there doing nothing. Of course, you're definitely, there's no way, like, hell no, man, no way. <laughs> if you're spending whatever, you know, she's asking for, I'm going to be like, girl, we need you here, here, Get here, and there. Get to work. <laughs> I need to start making some of that money back, you know? And she's going to do that. She totally. is a needle mover. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen this happen. We've talked about this. And uh, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2024. There's a lot of question marks up in the air. A lot of women that were wondering where they're going to go to. A lot of, you know, fr- free upcoming, soon-to-be free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exciting time, definitely. Uh, we got Daniel Cooper, who says it was boring to part from Andrade, Miro, and Lana. Uh, let's get into that match. So we had Andrade versus Miro. And this was... Um, this was this was kind of fun, actually. I enjoyed this match for what it was. It was pretty okay. Um, but we had what we pretty much expected, which was CJ basically turning on her uh, her client and realigning with her husband. That was another uh, match outcome that I didn't really expect to happen. I mean, Denise, I don't know if you heard, there's a little bit of news surrounding the homeboy Andrade. So, like, coming into this match, I was like, Miro's probably going to drag this boy really quick in like three minutes and it's going to be out of here. But it was not that. They actually uh, had a pretty good back and forth match. I think this angle is dumb. Like the CJ thing, I don't really get it. I don't understand what they're doing. But I thought this was a pretty hard hitting match considering what these two guys kind of do. They're the two kind of what's next for these guys. I didn't know who would be the uh, the winner before I heard about the Andrade news. Then I knew who probably would be the winner. But before this, it was kind of like, who's going to win this match? I think they made the right choice. And it was a lot better than I expected it to be given the circumstances. 
have uh I, I mean obviously because we're not watching the scrum right now we don't know what if there have been any mentions of Andrade because I can only imagine that that would be asked considering that there was a report that was put out that they're not expecting Andrade to continue any further with AEW in fact that they're expecting him to go to WWE like what what you think about that one Denise how wild is that <sighs> how do you feel uh, give, give me a, a A to F rating of Andrade's AEW run. I liked Andrade in AEW. I think yeah. that we should have seen a lot more of him for sure, but mm -hmm. I did like the matches that we got with him. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought he did some great work there. I, I was actually a little bit bummed to read that report about Andrade. I, mm -hmm. I actually was pretty bummed about that, and I was like, damn. And even today when we were watching him against Miro, there's so many cool moments, and I'm like, shit, this really is his last match here in AEW that I'm going to miss him. I, I liked what we got here from him. It's crazy coming off the Continental Classic too, Denise, because he was cooking in there. He had all these great matches like, oh, no, he's leaving after he did that. This is kind of nuts. I think he was, I don't know, there was just some kind of drama circumstances throughout his run that kind of stifled uh, what could have been a great run. But anytime he was in the ring, all the matches were awesome. He's still as good as he's ever been. So, I mean, I guess we're going to see what he's doing over there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. MBF says last five minutes was a movie. Refused to use the C word. <laughs> oh, cinema. <laughs> I was like, C word. I was thinking an entirely different I C know, word. I like, and I was no. like, that does not make sense to the sentence. <laughs> I, was thinking, was I was thinking the four letter C word. I know, yeah. You know which one I was thinking? I was thinking, all right, what's up? What's up? All right, we got Sheldon Jackson here who says, AEW did half of what I predicted. I said the Undisputed Kingdom would be together with Adam as the leader and the Kingdom as Ring of Honor Tag Team Champs. Now we only need Red Dragon to complete it. There was somebody that we haven't talked about in this whole situation with yep. the devil. You know who it is, my friends. It's Wardlow. You had said in a previous podcast, Reg, that you kind of felt that it would kind of been lame if he aligned himself with them because he had been doing all of these vignettes saying how he was going to be the one to take out MJF. And all of a sudden, he found some other friends. I told you, it's that I hate MJF club. But Denise, Wardlow's whole thing was that I'm tired of being your little bitch. I took all your orders. I did all your bidding. I made, I won you the ring. I won you the championship. I did all this shit. Now, again, he's just somebody's little bitch. You're still playing the background, bro. Like what you talked all that shit about Max, but you're still just a background character in this group. And you're like fourth on the damn totem pole of guys. You Daddy, told you rank me, them fourth. I mean, in this totem pole. I mean, I mean, yeah, but you talked all that about MJF, about becoming this killer, about becoming this guy, and you're just one of these guys. I would probably rank him. him third. Look at him, Denise. He's just one of these guys. The hair looks great. Not even going to lie. The, the right. messy hair, it looks really great. Adam Cole. I would put all those guys over Wardlow. Yeah. All of them? In ring, yeah, as work. Oh, in ring. Oh, in ring. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like in terms of like overall. No, 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 no. Overall, work, yeah. in terms of like yeah. personality, all of that stuff, I'd put him in terms of importance in AEW and accomplishments in AEW. I would rank right. him number three. Yeah. Yes. In terms of work rate, then yeah, yeah I would I would rank him at the end probably. Yeah. yeah. But that's nothing against him. I just think that uh, kind of what they were leading me into was him being this single star that he needs to be. But I don't know. I don't really like the, I don't really like him being a background player on this. 
BB says, how would you compare the dramatics of the devil storyline to the bloodline? Feel like the production, acting, etc. of the bloodline was a touch better. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't compare the devil storyline to the bloodline storyline. I'm sorry, the bloodline storyline was A plus stuff to me. Uh, I loved what they did with the bloodline. Uh, I didn't feel that strongly about the devil storyline. Yeah, like this re this reveal compared to like what they did with Sammy or what they did with Jay and Jimmy. Yeah, it doesn't really compare. They're different stories. The bloodline stuff like hit a little harder because they got a longer time to tell the story. So it's just there different. was different stuff every week. We really fell in yeah. love with the people that were, right. you know, a part of it. And it was just totally different. Better execution for sure. Brandon Rosen sends in a generous super chat saying, here's a question. What does helping Samoa Joe win the title do for Adam Cole and his henchmen? Don't Cole and Wardlow also want to be champions? Plus, now that Joe is champ, shouldn't that logically make him their leader? Yes to the last question, because the person who holds the gold should be the champ. But to my first question, I do think that they... I explained it last time, Reggie. You need me to explain this again? I didn't like it, Denise. I'm on Brandon's only, side. That was the only explanation I had, though. It's like, why would you want Samoa Joe to win? Now you got to beat Samoa Joe. He's going to murder you. There's no way you can beat Samoa Joe. You see what kind of killer he is. You hired him because he's a killer. Why would you Maybe. want him to be the champ? Maybe because he knows he's injured and he's going to be out for a long time. The, and he just can't stand looking at MJF with that championship anymore. He was like, I just need somebody to take the title off of him. More prestige. I guess he doesn't care as a character, but more prestige would be having MJF be the champion until you get back and then beating him for the belt. In storyline, I guess he doesn't care. But it just was kind of like... What? I don't really understand why you wanted that to happen, Adam Cole. Don't you want to be the champ? But I guess the story is he just doesn't want MJF to be the champ. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Brandon Roseanne brings up some really great points. I'm, I'm trying to find answers for you, man. That's the best <laughs> I've got. All right. The best I got. Do not, do not. Yeah. It's the best I've got. Seriously. Young on watch says that pay-per-view was one of the worst pay-per-views I've seen AEW put out there. I'm so disappointed. And I felt like I wasted my money. This was all over the place. So this was definitely not my favorite pay-per-view for 2023. I think there was one other pay-per-view that I remember that I did not like too much. Which one was it where, um, oh my God, I'm blanking, where Swerve and, uh, no, not Swerve, was the Acclaimed, where the Acclaimed was supposed to, or like people were like, oh, you guys should have called an Audible. Oh, no, that was last year. That was last Yeah, year. that was last year. I remember not really caring that much for that pay-per-view. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm just blanking right now. But <laughs> it's all a blur. This year, probably, I thought that Double or Nothing was the least... But Liked that one had anarchy in the arena and it had the four pillars match. So that yeah. one to me is just ranked a lot higher for sure. Yeah. Like now I would put definitely put double or nothing above the show today. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame young on watch for this one because I wasn't feeling this, this one either. And I was afraid too. you know, Reg, I was like, damn, I'm not enjoying the show. Is it me? Am I bitter? Mm. <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? No, and there then, was something that was a bit off. I don't know what it was. And then I got your text. And I thought, oh, my God, thank God I'm not feeling alone in this situation. I'm not the only one. Don't throw me under the bus, too. One of us could be under the bus. Why you got to take me under, Road. too? <laughs> Road. <laughs> I don't know why I just called you Road. <laughs> We're hallucinating, you guys. It's been a long day. Reg. Yes. 
I live under the bus. <laughs> All right. I live under the bus at this point. You stay down there by yourself. I'm just there freaking texting underneath it. You, I will read your text on the air, Reg. No, let's move forward. What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I'm not going to read anything because I'm not going to expose myself in all of this. Please. But what did you say? Okay, you wrote at 6.34 p.m. So an hour, 34 minutes into the show, you wrote, holy shit. And then at 7.04 p.m., you wrote this show. <laughs> and then I put, it has not been good. I was saying, no. like, this show, what a great show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying it was me. Yeah, I put, you didn't know. You weren't reading my text right, I think. No, but then you wrote at all and i put i thought i wasn't alone in this and then i'm not gonna read the rest because then the rest is gonna throw me under the bus <laughs> put your phone now i don't know why i'm getting thrown in there <laughs> i'm just right under the bus why am i underneath this bus how did i get here oh man oh i got a little tear coming out oh i just exposed God. you reg come on denise i didn't get my apology for the swerving keith least thing now i'm exposed on this <sighs> Oh, you're never going to text me again. All right. We got infamous Raider Loco who says, IDK, I think the execution sucked in the pay-per-view. Underwhelming. Love Mox and Eddie, though. Uh, Christian winning screwed it up for me, though. The rest was S. So we haven't even talked about that. So we didn't even talk about that portion of, you know, Edge winning. Mm -hmm. Not kill switch. (laughs) Kill switch coming out and basically giving his contract to Christian. Christian getting his win, getting back his title. What did you think of that part? I I liked it. That's the part of I kind of I kind of liked because Christian has been setting us up for this. I know it's just an old trope. I'm like all of this to get to this is pretty silly, but as far as Christian's character goes, it makes a lot of sense. I didn't hate that part. I just thought there was a lot of shenanigans that I could have done without. DWO member Tim Weininger Jr. says the cage edge match ending sucked. What a cop out. <laughs> All right. We got DNB 900 who says um, final battle. Okay. Final battle blew the show out of the water. And for only $10, $10. Where are you paying $10 for? Final battle was only $10. It was on honor club. Oh, oh, sorry. I was reading that as something <laughs> else. I was reading that as full gear for some reason. I just saw the F and in my brain, it was full gear. My bad. Mm. Pay attention to these. DNV 900, final battle. Blew this show out of the water and for only $10. Yes, the on Ring of Honor app. The reaction to Jericho and what happened has to be addressed. Someone has to ask about it at the scrum. And if no one does, might as well end them. All right. Well, I don't know. Have I don't know if anybody's asked at the scrum yet. I'm not there. I have I'm no like idea. The, I'm like the fool that would have asked this at the scrum is the reason that this is happening. So I don't know. Shout out to Nick Houseman for breaking all this. Because that fool would ask it in the scrum, but it's like, oh no, it's his fault. So I don't know if he can do this. It's just a crazy situation. No. We don't know what the rules are, Reg. We're I don't clueless. know what the rules are. We just live under the bus. That's all That's we it. do. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Dan V900, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, and you're right about final battle, though. You're yeah. definitely right on that. Totally. Will Chisholm says, I'm more mad that they gave gold as the kickoff powers of John Cena. Swerve should have got his ass out of here. Anything you want to add to that, Reg? Since I know you had some pretty strong feelings about that. Uh, I 
I thought that the show was could have been shorter, and it was like some of the matches could have had a couple minutes shaved off, and I thought that was one of the minutes, one of the matches. Will Chisholm says, my wife is half Samoan and, and Roman. I was about to say Ramoan. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is half Samoan and Roman, and Joe is popping her Mark self. Yeah, that's freaking mm-hmm. awesome, man. I love that. I love that because whenever you get to see people that you feel, uh, you know, represent you, it's a little bit yep. more exciting. You're like, oh, I'm rooting for that guy. Let's go. Totally, totally. All right, we got MBF here who says anyone calling this a bad show is objectively bad faith. At worst, you call it a two out of three mid show because of injuries that C2 final more than delivered. So let's get to that. Um, How did you feel about uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston becoming um, the the winner of the Continental Classic, winning the Ring of Honor World Championship, the uh, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, and the inaugural AEW Continental Championship. So this, their triple crown for AEW in this championship final. What'd you make of this match? I thought that it was the right uh, winner, like Eddie Kingston set up for this. They told a great story coming into this. Pretty much he beat the BCC to win the Continental Classic. Uh, Them kind of, Brian Danielson was amazing on commentary, kind of like adding context to legit every single step of the way, telling Eddie, saying why Eddie Kingston was doing the stuff wrong and saying why Mox is doing it right, saying that Mox is awesome, or Eddie Kingston's better on the feet than him and Mox, but off the feet, Mox is better it's like the the what he added to the match was so awesome i thought the match was just a great brutal back and forth most of it was just them standing in front of each other beating the shit out of each other a uh, bunch of great suplexes um it was a really fun worked match and i kind of like the uh flash ending how it happened it wasn't like a big build up where they exchanged for a long time it was kind of like eddie hit him knocked him out one two three and it was over big win for eddie i think he's deserved it for a long time i didn't want to get to a point with him, Denise, of like, they keep telling us this guy's a loser. They keep trying to call him a bum and all this. And then they have him lose. I thought it was finally time for him to get a big win. And him being the triple crown, I think is really dope. We were talking earlier about some matches maybe going a little bit too long than they probably should have. I think this match felt too short. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like we ever really got to a big peak in this match. And I, uh, I've, I've seen better from both guys is what I'm saying. It could have used some more time for sure. Probably another seven minutes or something like that. I think had they had more time, Mm -hmm. I would have come on here and been like, yo, that match was the shit. Yeah. It was just a match to me. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. If you compare it to like, that was the finals of these matches we saw in this tournament. You're like, okay, that was fun. But like everything else was really amazing. But like on his own in a vacuum, I thought it was a great match. KW says, Reg, don't miss. True. That's very true. That should be a shirt. Man, I can't believe this. Um, We got Will Chisholm who here says, Swerve is dealing with what Rhea Ripley is dealing with. They are healed, but the fans love them. Yeah, pretty much. MBS says, with the Andrade news, it's a shame, but if he wants to, if he wants out, that's a TV spot that someone else can put to good use. Focus on people who want to be there. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. There's a million guys back there that I'm sure is, um, you know, it, I'm sure want that spot. Yeah, totally. There was somebody back there, like, there are people upset that he's left, but then there's somebody sitting back there like, good, I'm going to take that full spot. I'm happy to have a spot. Wish I would have had a spot in the Continental Classic. So anytime this kind of happens, it opens up some doors for other people, and somebody's going to take that ball and run with it, and his name is Roosh, definitely. Oh, let's fucking go. I'm trying not to. (laughs) You got me really excited with that one, though, so (laughs) it happens. All right, Juan Castle says MJF to WWE confirmed Colin is goon suck. Um, 
so clearly MJF's going to play this up more, the bidding war of 2024. He's he is not in WWE right now. <laughs> not yet. You don't think he's going to be at the Royal Rumble, Denise? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on now, Reg. I mean, I don't know. You never We're know. better than this. I know, I know. <laughs> Crazy 101 says, well played, Reg. Next time. You know. You know, it's a good, it's a game we all play crazy one on one. I appreciate the uh, back and forth, but you know, listen to me. Infamous Raider Loco says, I don't know. This pay per view and ending was mid, but going forward, how they're going to do it with Adam being injured. Mox lost three, Max lost three, Max lost titles, all of them. So now, what's going forward? Uh, I, I won't be surprised if we don't see MJF for a bit, right? I mean. I was going to be like, even just for storyline purposes, but if at this point it seems like, no, we're not going to see this full because he's hurt. He got to get repaired. And he, I think, just honestly needs to take some time off. After a year like he's had this year, it's kind of deserved at this point. So hopefully it's not just all he has to be out just for injuries. Hopefully he just takes some time off to rest. Right, of course, of course. Leron Ford says, as Swerve and Dustin should have ended with a referee stoppage. I thought they were going to never actually have the match. I thought they were just going to do the whole little uh, injury spot and that was it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of on Leron's uh, side right here, should have maybe been a stoppage. I thought when they started carrying him out, maybe somebody else was going to come out or Swerve was going to just kick his ass down there, but they got into it, so. We got Toby Schwashbauer, who says, love you, Reg, but a bad take about the TNT match. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, we, we're we seeing different eye to eye. You know, I I'm get what, it. look, I get why you didn't like it. I personally yeah. get it because I get the style of, you know, when you do these types of matches, I get how AW presents them and I get yeah. how WWE presents them. And this was more so along the lines of a WWE presentation of yeah. it. So I get what you mean by that. But I think for fans that are uh that, that don't mind that, then it was definitely an enjoyable match. It's right. just like a matter I, of like what you like. Like I said, I totally understand why people loved it. Like it hit for a reason. Just wasn't for me. Thank you so much to Toby for the generous super chat. We got Tyrone Kid who says when Keith Lee said him, he meant Reg. <laughs> Shame him. <laughs> Bro, you went. You, where does Keith Lee live? Where does he live, huh, Reg? Where does he live? I have no idea, Denise. <laughs> you showed up to his house freaking Swerve Strickland style out there talking to his. Does he have a baby? I don't know. We're going to give him a baby. He has a baby now. You went out there talking to his baby and you were like, I'm going to take mm-hmm. your dad out because I ain't going to have troll Reg day part two. No way. Mia Yim's in there she'll kick my ass i'm not going in there sure sure how'd you know me again was there huh i mean they're married denise why are you lies reg <laughs> we know why you know <laughs> you took out keith lee quit trying to plant this on me i just knew what was gonna happen because the universe she talks to me <laughs> reg you're about to start a cult now the universe I mean, talks to you has if anybody has seen the mother god documentary please tweet me because I would like to talk about it with somebody. You should watch it. It's on Max. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, thank you so much to Tyrone Kidd. Uh, we got LaRon Ford who says, I thought it's the first TNT title match that was really good, but the second TNT, second TNT match undid all of that goodwill for me. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I kind of like, I, you know what I do like that uh, Tony Khan and Co. they're very smart at? He didn't stretch this out like he did this whole angle and one like it was like luchasaurus or kill switch won the the title in the pre-show and then he executed the whole thing on one show so like he has time to move on like he didn't like 
have him hold it for any time so people can shit on it. It was like, no, get right to it. So if people hate it, we could just move right on and forget about it. It's a very smart strategy, and I see it. I like it. We got one buck here who says, great review tonight. Any thoughts on Kevin Dunn leaving WWE? So this news broke as AW World's End was going. Uh, Kevin Dunn has been with the company for like, what, 30 years? So long, Denise. This is like legit right along their side. Vince McMahon news. like, this is a guy they never thought was going to leave. Every moment of WWE television that I've ever watched that fool has produced it. Like there hasn't been one second that I've watched with my eyes that that fool hasn't been in the back on is having his hands on. So we're going to have for the first time in history, it feels like that fool not doing it. And it just seems like I never thought we were going to get here, Denise. It's honestly great for wrestling, dude, because he was a terrorist when it came to all kinds of stuff. And it's like, you almost ruined the wrestling business, dude. It's time for you to go. I hope that the everything changes and they switch to regular camera angles and all these cuts are gone because that was crazy ditto mm. i'm looking forward to seeing what whoever else whoever takes up that position i'm looking forward to seeing what their vision of how to present pro wrestling how it changes how how different if it's going to be different who knows i i don't know i'm assuming it will be you know sometimes you have to do things a certain way right yeah. but um i think that I'm personally excited, like you said, for all of this time, we have seen Kevin Dunn's like, you know, vision of this. And now we're going to be able to see somebody else's. And, you know, we we're always talking about those camera cuts, man. It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's so freaking much like it's a lot. And so yeah. I'm excited. I'm honestly a little bit excited, a, a little bit more than excited. Honestly. You just never know, because like he he could have trained somebody and that fool's going to be up next and he's just like him. So I guess we're just going to have to see what happens. <laughs> We will see. Uh, thank you so much to One Buck for the super chat. Appreciate that a whole lot. Wrestling is art. Who's been a DWL member now says, "Does Mercedes go to? Does Mercedes go to TNA or has WWE trolled again?" Uh, no and no. <laughs> you don't think she's going to go to WWE? Denise? You don't. You don't no. see her in the Royal Rumble? No. No. Oh, no. Interesting. Hmm. Do you? I don't, Denise. I don't know these days, lady. It's everything. Everything is just up in the air. I didn't. If you would ask me uh, six months ago when I had my CCM Punk back here, I'd have said no way. So I don't know. Anything is possible. We got Will Chisholm here who says Kevin Dunn leaving will prove to fans that Vince is out of here. He's big up. time uh, Vince McMahon guy. Like that was his guy. That was his dude. You know. Mm -hmm. I okay. honestly can't believe it. I'm really interested to see how quickly is is it immediate? Does anybody know? Like, is on Monday going to be different? I don't know. I don't mm. know. Um, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out at some point. We will find out. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, we got Sheldon Jackson here who says, I'm saying it right now. I hope WWE promotes Jeremy Borash to Kevin Dunn's position because he's very good at his job. I freaking love Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash is back there, and that would be a great move. Yeah. Thank you so much to Charles and Jackson for bringing up uh, Jeremy Borash. That's a good shout. Um, all righty, guys. We are about to almost round out our show. Um, if anybody here has any last-minute Super Chats, now is a chance to get them in before I wrap up the show. Um, Reg, was there anything that we didn't really touch on that you wanted to touch on um, at all that we did not mention? I know we had – I think for the most part, like we pretty much talked about everything already, unless there was something that we didn't talk about. Really. There was like that – the, the eight – 
guys that were in the Continental Classic, but that was just kind of like, eh, these guys are here too. Brian Daniels. It was a good start yeah. to the show. I did like that match. Mm. I, I thought it was, uh, I was surprised that they went like a full 30 minutes, but mm. I did like a lot of those moments in there because I thought that Claudio and Rouge kicking it off and, you know, really going hard at each other. I really like seeing that. I like seeing the mixture of the Blue League guys and the Gold League guys. That was cool too. There was a sequence where all of these guys just kept going into the ring, almost like a carousel getting mm. to hit like their different spots. I thought that was cool too. Brody and yes. uh, sorry, Brody King and uh, Claudio having that like moment where Claudio was just like hitting them with all these uppercuts. I thought that was cool as well. I was a fan of this. Yeah, I thought I didn't know that they were going to go 30 minutes either. I'm like, are they really going to go 30 minutes? This is kind of crazy way to start the show. But right. I think I'm like looking to... at the, how many matches there are. Right. I'm like, there's still like eight of these matches left to go. But, you know, I if you have all those elements in there, you want to give them some time to kind of get after it. This is a classic like after uh, PWG Bola, they get all the guys together that lost to have a big match just to kind of commemorate it at the end. So I thought it fit pretty well here. There was a couple of little filler things in this show, but I I thought that they were um, enough to get to the last three matches. I don't know. It was crazy outside. Thank you so much to Ebony Prince for sending in the super sticker. I appreciate you a whole lot. We got a super chat here from Juan Castle who says, yo, Denise, are you from Oakland? Ace fan Dodgers. <laughs> so for those of you who do not know, I am from Los Angeles. Reg is from Oakland. When you popped in wearing the Los Angeles shirt, I'm like, I need to go and wear my Oakland shirt Oakland, so that yeah. we're swapped. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's California connection. That's it. The Oakland, they aren't even the Oakland A's. That's anymore. why I'm they're no longer a fan, by the way. Once they did that, I was like, screw, screw, screw the freaking owner, screw him. Sorry, they should have sold the team. So I am no longer, I went, I unfollowed, I'm done done sorry bye bye but thank you for representing denise because that's bullshit vegas came and stole our football team and our baseball team stay away from us it's some bs man <laughs> and they did uh the oakland athletics dirty they okay. did them dirty mm. so anyways uh will chisholm says i'm kind of surprised i wasn't feeling it tonight when all the news of people are talking about you know that's not good yeah i understand why it was kind of sour for some people like the beginning of the day that I don't think anybody, some people were never going to be able to get into the show tonight just because they had that sour taste in their mouth. Right, of course, of course. Shelton Mysterio says, where are the young bucks need to come back ASAP? Great question. I have no idea. Where are they? They threw a tantrum and they went home. That was the last thing we saw in Dynamite. And keep in mind that the story clearly that they were going in required Kenny Omega. Yeah. Kenny Omega's out there to to Denver uh, Ticolitis. So bring so, him back. We got to switch it up because I don't like I don't know if like the 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 thing that they were going to try to play up is going to hit as hard now. Like we got to switch it up. Bring the young bucks back. Bring the tag team division back to the prominence that it needs to be. Yeah, definitely. I hope that 2024 is a little bit of a more exciting year for the young bucks. Same for FTR, man. Uh, mm. It wasn't as an exciting year as it was the previous year for them. Yeah, Phil and I did our uh, year in. Uh, picks today and it was so hard for me to pick the tag team of the year denise like usually it's like Wasn't i know exactly <laughs> i know i'm a villain i know reg i'm a troll people don't know this about me but i'm a troll denise, you're the worst i know i know so sorry, Reg. What were you saying? You I had don't a hard remember time. what I was saying. <laughs> Move forward. I hate it here. You had a hard time picking its favorite tag team of the God. year for AEW. I did. No, just in general, honestly. It was like, uh, 
the tag team, it used to be like Young Bucks are automatic, and I couldn't even think about them this year. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Shelton Mysterio, thank you so much for that super chat. Alrighty, everybody, that is about it. We have rounded out the show, discussed AEW World's End. Uh, before we wrap, just a friendly reminder to everybody, I will be here tomorrow for an additional stream. I'm going to be talking about the best match of every single WWE PLE. So if you guys want to hang out, that's going to be a bonus pod that I'm doing, and that is at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, it'll be a good time. So for anybody who's not doing anything, you can come hang out. And then on top of that, I have so many different interviews interviews that dropped this week it's kind of been insane I had a really great interview with Mansoor who is literally just like the best person and uh check that one out I think you guys will be really interested in it uh I of course also talked to uh, Mason D Madden who you guys know as Mace from WWE that was another really good one I also talked to former NXT interviewer uh, backstage interviewer Mackenzie Mitchell very nice person very fun to talk to her and uh, I also spoke with Claudio Castagnoli, who literally gave me the best interview. It's about an hour of like the best conversation. We talk about WWE, we talk about AEW. Uh, he really, really breaks things down. It's a really, really great one. I'm very proud of it. And I also spoke to a light skinned dude, <laughs> really tall. I also he used to be to on a podcast with me. Will's going to be so upset at Colorado. me. <laughs> if he sees this, if he sees this and he sees that I had a blank stare in my face, he's going to be like friendship over. I'm like, she's going to forget too. And she totally forgot. <laughs> Will Washington. We did a phenomenal stream. Uh, uh, Will Washington is still very much so a draw, by the way. A lot of people joined for that live stream. Oh, yeah. It was really great. Uh, he was out there talking about all things AW, his journey in AW, which is very interesting because uh, he's doing great stuff over there. So check that one out as well. And we had a super chat here from Christopher, Mar Christopher Marino, who says off topic is Iron Claw. Uh, today and oh, saw Iron Claw today and it was awesome. Ranch, have you seen it yet? I haven't. I, I haven't been to go cry in the movie theater yet. Have you, Denise? I was gonna go on Christmas Day, but then I decided not to because I didn't want to leave my. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't want to put makeup on. I was in pajamas. I didn't feel like getting dressed, and I was like, I don't want to go to the movies. You thought somebody was gonna see you? Why didn't you just put a hood on? No, that's so embarrassing. What do you mean? You already have a husband, anyways. I know, but it's like just it's not about that. I don't dress for men or for women. I dress I for myself. Say, like, yeah, I mean, you know, nobody's if, gonna be like, hey girl. I if mean, I, if I like don't feel confident walking out my door, I'm not gonna go outside. All right. I need to be feeling myself. And I wasn't feeling yeah. myself that day. So I was like, oh, no thanks. I'm not gonna do anything. Uh, Reg, one day you're gonna get married no, and no. you're gonna and your your wife is going to be like, Reg, we can't do nothing today because I feel ugly today. One, and it is a real thing. All right. Start off the top. Definitely not getting married. Two. That's what they all say. And then they get married. <laughs> all right. Reg. <laughs> they know. Uh, catch me every Saturday. Grab City Podcast. Philip Lindsay's there. We talk the best of the week. Every Wednesday, I'm on with this person who didn't give me my apology, and she was rude this whole podcast. Denise Alceda, we talk the best AEW Dynamite post shows. I'm also on with Mike on Indeed. On, when, on Thursdays, I'm on with Kate for the Ring of Honor post show um, coming up. I don't know what's coming up. A bunch of stuff's coming up. Y'all are cool. Y'all are great. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for joining us at nighttime 
and uh, being cool. Thank you so much, everybody. Have an awesome new year. I appreciate everybody. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Bye.